like we always do about this time. Show that caffeine. Doc, tell him I'm sick, need the vaccine. Call him Top Shotter. Down at Fiji, drinking copper. It's nothing to push your bands like Spraga. Rhea, she can tell you. Smooth like a smooth, real soon. On his heads like Vida Sassoon. Don't be a baboon, you freaking monkey. Going apes for this bread as bananas on me. Eight shots to Ron C. They gon' see you in a minute. I'm popping like a Xanax. Watch me like a Zenith. Menace, but only with this rap thing. Get it, live it. Goons get the simmon. Rep the go so I get the ribbon, thing go brick, brick, brick. That's my money machine. Excuse me, Martin Luther, I hey, am living my dream. Just in a different world, you can call me Kadeem. Uh, I'm about nothing but cream. Uh, Kid told me rap belong to the team. Uh, West Coast, nothing in between. Uh, but me and her legs, so drop dead. Heard what I said. If you ain't rocking with the coast of Watt City, uh, off with his head. Now I'm to the bank laughing. Kanye love it how I'm in my car dashing. On my car dash he is. Standing horse my Ferrari is. Hey, they sleeping on him. I'm Captain Z's Bugatti Lambo ishing on him. <laughs> Lucas Cash on sticks. Don't matter anyway. Every run this sip. AM Caffeine now. Morning Show, wake your punk ass up. It's Wednesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good morning. AM Caffeine Morning Show's in the building. It's your boy DOC. Portia Coleman. Yeah, yeah. Smooth D. DJ Q Nice on the ones and twos. Yeah, what up, yeah, Q Nice? Yeah, you yeah. up? What up? Hump day, wake your punk ass up, dude. What's happening? Like, I don't feel the energy today. Especially when we have a guest. Like, don't, don't, let's not look bad in front of us. We gotta be on our best you, behavior. You know, we're a struggling radio show, and it's hard for us to get guests, especially this early in the morning. Right? Because don't nobody want to wake up in LA. So, today I'm for um, our Way Back Wednesday uh, show, let me shout out to our brother Jay from X Clan last week, dude. That was really, really dope. Oh, yeah. So, today, yeah. man, my special guest, here's the thing, man. Take my damn jacket off. Yeah, it's, it's a little hot. hot come it's on, getting man. hot up in here, up. <laughs> you know, I come from the era of R&B music when R&B groups were so important to the advancement of R&B music. Like, we're like 2016 now. You can't really name too many R&B groups. No. But when you start talking about the early 90s, and you start talking about just groups like yeah, Jodeci, uh, yeah, N- New Edition, New Edition, uh, Troop, as yet. Uh, I'm cool. Hey, what? Okay, you, that, that, that's that's. But it was so many. That, that's, that's, where, that's where I turned the mic off. What was that uh, last night? Last night they yeah, were so, they, they were corny. They weren't corny. Was that the video when they were in the clouds? They was in the. Cl- they should have stayed there. <laughs> they and died. I, 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 I didn't do. They were I, dancing I, in the clouds. I was cool on them. Come on, man. Outside of as yet, thank you, Portia Coleman. Uh, there was really. a lot of bunch of great groups and great music during that time. Oh, best era ever. And then you, a group comes along that hits you with joints, and then you're kind of like, what? You want you're is? starving for more music from them. You're like, what? What happened? Yeah. Uh, and they go on to do other things, but you know, if it's behind the scenes, you don't necessarily know some of the things and some of their contributions that they've made to music. Right. Well, today, my guest, man, let me tell you about this platinum producer. I don't know how many records he's sold and he's been a part of, but it's millions, dog. 
part of a group that I thought was really fly. Like, so dope. you can't front on portrait, no, dog. They were so You dope. can't front on portrait. <laughs> My man, Michael Angelo, yeah. platinum producer, is with the AM Caffeine Morning Show today, man. Let me yeah, tell you. Yeah, welcome. What's hey, welcome. Uh, Thank you. Thank now, you. when Michael walked in, I've been knowing Michael for a long time. Right. He's tall. I was like, wow. Right. Like he was, six yeah, four. six what? four. But he came in like Marvin Gaye. So I wasn't sure if he's, <laughs> if he's going if he's going to dunk on me or sing. I got to know right. what he's going to do. He looked like a hooper. Right. This is this is the the little beard thing. It's just I'm in uh, my grind mode. Like, You're in your grind oh. mode where nobody sees me for a long time because I'm just accumulating a lot of music. Before I introduce it to the world again, right? Okay, but okay. it's a manicured beard. Though. It's not like it's all scru- that's yeah. scruffy to you. Yeah, yeah, because I never, I haven't lined it up. I don't, you know, I want it to be raw. This is just raw. That's just raw. Oh, yeah, it looks very tapered. Up. That's oh. what she said. <laughs> <laughs> it looks very put together. Put together. Because sometimes, sometimes raw isn't bad. You got to leave it in there a little bit. But raw isn't bad all the time. Uh, nine months later, I don't know. <laughs> so today, my man Michelangelo is rocking with the AMK. Caffeine Morning Show. We're going to talk about obviously portrait, his contribution to portrait as a producer, and then some of the songs that he produced that you have no idea. But let me tell you, I went to a concert last week. Oh. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna. I'm not, I'm not even gonna say it yet. What? But I went to a concert last week, and there was a song that was performed in that concert, and everybody in the arena stood up, and I was like, "That's my homeboy produced that damn song." The same concert we were at last week. Yeah, we're gonna talk produ- about. It. You don't even know. You don't even know the song. Oh. But I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you know what it is. It's a secret right okay, now. Okay, okay. Caffeine Morning Show. Platinum producer, my man Michael Angelo, is in the damn building. Thank let you for ta- having let, me. Yeah. Let me tell my little Michael Angelo story, dude. He probably doesn't even want me to tell you this. Uh oh. <laughs> we, we go, we go, so we go way, way back. back. Okay. So one night, me and Michael Angelo are at a club that I used to promote. Okay. <laughs> and Michael's there, and there's some other people kind of around us. And there's a there, there's a young lady there <laughs> that I know, and Michael <laughs> knew her. So Michael was. I was like, yeah, she's a cool chick. Like, you know, she, that's a nice girl. And I was like, hold up, dog. Uh-oh, why you want her to talk to me? <laughs> hold up, dog. You're, you're, you're my, not ready for this. I'm like, you're my dude. I'm not going to have you go out like a, like a sucker. Nah. His she exact sm- words. She smashed my boy like two, like a, like the, a couple days before, but he didn't know. So she's standing oh. there. So she's standing there like <laughs> playing like. Uh, like she really likes her. I was like Mike. Oh, she front. She's she's. He foul. did not pull me to the <laughs> that's, side. That's so nice. I came that's not up cool. to so her. So I said, right I said it right in him. front of her. She says, "Blah blah blah." Oh, you're not gonna kick it with my dude a few days ago. I was like, you, you just smashed. I was like, you just smashed somebody I knew the other day. <laughs> you just said that. So to you're not her? gonna play. You're right not gonna play my boy out like that. <laughs> and ever since then, we've been. But he was like, Doc, I, I rock with you, dude. Forever. <laughs> you, you told him you smashed had, my homeboy. I, had, I had to. I had to. You're not going to play my boy out like that. And Cafe Morning Show, I keep it real. I sometimes that. you got you to keep your legs closed. Yeah, yes. Yeah, or just don't smash the homie. Right, but everybody has homies, though. So how do you not yeah, smash yeah, a right. homie? I just yeah. needed to, he let me know. I was kind of wet under the beer. I didn't really, I wasn't going out a lot. You know, I've had, I experienced the groupie thing before, but I wasn't really going out a lot. So yeah. finally, when I did get out, it was like a new face. I'm like, ooh, who is this chick? Blah, right. <laughs> he know. Oh no, Mike. Oh no, that's not happening. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. that's brotherly love yeah, right yeah. there. Exactly. AM Caffeine Morning Show. Cute nights on the ones and twos. We're gonna get yeah, into yeah. the mix. We're gonna come back. Our special guest, platinum producer from Portrait, my man, Michael Angelo. Cute nights. Yeah, yes, yeah. Let's go. Wednesday. Wake your punk ass up. Way back Wednesday. Wake your punk ass up. It's time for the AM Caffeine Morning Show.
I'm focused, man. LL Cool J is hard as hell. Battle anybody, I don't care. You tell. I excel. They all fail. Gonna morning show q nights on the ones and twos that's what i'm talking about q nights yeah way back wednesday wake up y'all playing some Ooh. i remember all oh, this, this special guest in the building my man michael it's funny because every time i say michael angelo porsche's like oh you know what it reminds me of the uh <laughs> the ninja turtles you know of course <laughs> i love michelangelo he's my favorite he was one of the favorite ones in the ninja turtles exactly he was the best one was he yeah, absolutely. That's a compliment. Okay. Is it yeah. like all one word? Like your name is like Michelangelo or yeah, Michael? See? Well, actually, no. It's Angelo is my middle name. Oh, okay. So it's yeah, not but Michelangelo, just, but, yeah, yeah, but you just, just say it like that. Say it like that. He trying yeah. to be different. Right. Yeah. Michelangelo's different. We actually had that conversation on the phone <laughs> the other day. Oh. How sometimes, and I said this to him, like I think when, when you're a genius at something, gotcha. you're always a little, do things just a little different. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I makes mean. you, that's what makes you a genius Absolutely. at whatever it is that you do. True. I mean, because we all know being like everybody, who wants to be like everybody else anyway? That's not no, no fun. No, that's not cool. It's no fun. No, that's not fun. What sign are you? I'm a Gemini. A Gemini. Oh, so, oh. Mm-hmm. is that explained? Oh, it? it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yes. Mike, go Angelo. Whole thing. <laughs> Mike, go Angelo. Angelo. So, L.A. You went to high school. Washington High School, baby. Generals. Washington High School. Yes, Horseman Junior High School. I'm right there. Right like, there. Straight L.A. Straight L.A. Yeah, our original. Seventy-six LA. in Dalton, one cross street next to Dinker. Between Florence and Western and Manchester. And- Shout out Dinker. Wow. My, my grandparents lived on 4260 Dinker and King Boulevard. Hey, and actually, what? Before right, it was no. King, it was Santa Barbara. So yeah. I go all the way yeah, back. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Well, we know when Pepperdine used to be on 78th and Normandy. <laughs> Pepperdine <laughs> University. Y'all are legit. <laughs> yep. Yep. So you're in high school. Did you always have the aspirations to be a producer, to be in music? How oh, did yeah. I? Always. Oh, yeah, everybody. I- always. You know, that was, uh, that's so funny because cause I ended up having an identity situation behind that because I was a, in a varsity athlete and in the marching band at the same time. It's kind of... Mm. So you can you imagine that, you imagine that like that. being an athlete, a, a varsity athlete and being in a band at the same time? Because like, people are like, what are you, a jock or are you a... But they definitely knew I was, music was all the way. I was already... Already doing it. What choice. was your instrument in the band? Pretty a lot of them like trumpet and tuba uh, flute. <laughs> that just right, I did that flute. Really? Though. Yeah, because oh, I play. Okay. Uh, I want to. I don't want to say this because a particular host told me not to tell this when I talk to people. But I'll say, yeah, I'm, I'm about 15, 20 instruments from. Me. Right. Wow. That's what I'm talking Self-talk. about. Self talk. Mm-hmm. Playing by ear. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, Mike, let, let let's just get right into how does portrait. Get together? Are these are, were these cats that well, went to I mean, school? How did all that what happen? Happened was because one of the guys he went to Crenshaw, Eric. So he, me and Eric were friends already. Um, it's an interesting story, believe it or not. I went to high school. Me and Johnny J, producer of Tupac. We're best, we're rest, best, in, rest in peace, yeah, Johnny J. Rest cool in peace. Cat. We're best friends. Wow. And yeah, we started doing production. Me and him got records together in high school on Wax. But um, I remember Johnny told me he says, Michael, I want to do it on my own right now. And, uh, you know, I was kind of hurt behind it. And that's when he went on because we were supposed to do Candyman together. Oh. He went on and did Candyman. And then he uh, told me, yeah, I want to do it by myself. And I said, like, okay, cool. And then my friend Eric was like, man, we should just start a group. 
and he went to Crenshaw. So we were already natives of L.A. And um, through an engineer guy, when we got in the studio, he says, you know what you guys are doing? I got a couple of buddies. I got a buddy out here who will help you. And uh, he's a great vocalist, uh, great tone. Right. Philip Johnson. So we flew him in. And um, Irvin Johnson from the East Coast was already kind of doing stuff with Maurice Starr. It's crazy. Urban was supposed to be in New Edition, actually. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that was way back. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was. What? Yeah, yeah. Wow. In place of who? Yeah. So yeah. whose place would he you, have been in? Uh, it wasn't uh, at the time. You, I don't think you never knew that. No, I didn't. And, yeah, I mean, because I've talked to Maurice Starr. It's proven. It's proven. Um, so Urban was already kind of seasoned already. And so when we heard about him, the he flew in. So Urban from the East Coast and uh, Philip from the Midwest, and they flew in together. And we we started off as a production team. We weren't supposed to be a group, right? Just writing, writing, and trying to maybe get placements yeah. on other people. Yeah, that's all. Other yeah. artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and um, but our demos were pretty good. They were like, you guys should get your own deal. And uh, Joy Bailey from Capitol Records. Uh huh. Um, we were also signed a guy named Suave. Um, he he really financed everything. Right. A guy who he was a, he was great. He financed everything. Yeah, was, yeah. And, and the name was Suave, and he financed everything. I, I'm yeah. sure he wasn't a banker. <laughs> right. <laughs> Suave <laughs> had plans. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Suave yeah. had that bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, every success story, there's always the guy who had the money yeah, around. He, right. was, he was the dude. So. <laughs> so did he help? So did he pay for a demo? That And is that the demo that you shot the Capitol? Yeah, I remember he came. We talked to him and... Uh, Jonathan Clark, do you know? Do you oh Jonathan man, Clark? Jonathan Clark is my dude. I we, knew Jonathan we, when I worked at Motown. He we, was an art director. Yeah, we met him Suave over uh, at Jonathan Clark's art because we were supposed to do the Good Girls. I was supposed to do them too back in the day, right? Yeah. When they were signed to Motown, yeah. Because so, Jonathan was managing the Good Girls yeah, at yeah, one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were over there negotiating, talking, and Suave was over there. And I remember, I think the next day, you know, he was like, "Here's twenty five thousand dollars. Get get whatever." I'm nineteen. He was like, "Get whatever you want, whatever what? kind of equipment." Yeah, it was wow. just like, for me, it was like, wow. 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 <laughs> That's a lot. Whoa, and so me and Eric, we uh, he gave us like 15 grand, and we were 19, 20 at the time, just do some demos. So we were like, wow, this is the kind of money that can be made. And um, I always knew what I was want, I wanted to do, so it was, everything just pretty much fell in place, man. I was focused. I was really focused, man. Like, I was not like the average 19-year-old. I was... So when we care about when, nothing but music. When that first portrait album comes out, how old? So when it came out, were you how old were you? 20, 21? 20, 23. 23 when it came out. Yeah. So it took basically like three years from the time that you worked on the demo and all that till you well, got a deal and we, got it to come we, out. We worked on um, Suave was an artist, so we wrote and produced his album. <laughs> so what, Suave did it all, didn't he? Right. Oh yeah, he had that hit "My Girl" by. Um, Smokey Robinson. Yeah, so we produced the album on him, and so we were just kind of working on our craft. We had to get to know each other, and right, we were different different sources. We all had the same um, love for music, but we were different, so we had to get our thing together. And uh, once they approached us with a deal, it took us about six months. And... Um, yeah, because we wrote, it, we wrote everything. Everything oh, was done. So that yeah, was yeah. my next question. So that, that whole first album was all in-house, was all you guys oh, yeah. writing and producing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I'm with every single big, you know, they wouldn't let an artist do most of the guys' groups. Um, I think Jodeci, of course, they'd let them in mint condition. But um, mm. what was cool about our era was you had different sounds and they were letting people write their own stuff. That's why we all had different sounds. But um, the groups had different sounds. But uh, yeah, we did it all, all together. Um, me, music, um, give everybody credit, even in case they missed it from a long time ago. We used to always go through this, who did what, who did right. what. <laughs> right. Of course. right, that's and, what groups and, go and, through. Yeah. yeah, that's what groups go through. So I'm, I'm making sure that I say... Shout everybody out. Exactly. So, yes, we all did it together. I'm predominantly the music, but I was known as a producer. People know that, too. Right, absolutely. So, so the first single... Here was we, here, uh, we go. Here, here we go. Here we go. Banger. And uh, Q Nice. Please play that. Run that while I'm talking to Michael Angelo because this drum was just a what? Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, this is, you can't uh, ha- you can't help but get a smile on your face when this song comes song on. Is incredible. I remember the guys didn't like it. Really? What? Are you serious? Uh, yeah, it was it was just it had a little snip. They were like, I don't know. And I said, man, just let's do a crazy melody. Right. This, this is what's gonna make the song. It's and it's almost kind of like melody. Phil's lead 
It's almost like he's singing like with an accent, like kind no, of. No, that was designed. All that stuff was designed. We said right. we want a zany. We wanted to be like putting on the hits. Right. Falco. Falco. Yeah, that's what we got. Yeah. Right. So that's. Ah. Yeah. Genius. Makes sense. So this song, it charts. Does it go? Is it? Does it go top? What is it? Does it go we went, top? Num- we went, went number, number one. one. Yeah, it actually took Whitney Houston. What is that big song she had? I will always I love you. you. It took her out. out. It took her out for like three weeks. Four oh, weeks. put that in your mouth, wow. Whitney. Yeah. Not everybody can do no, that. You can't do that easily. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So, it go- so that goes number one. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how did it feel like? You saw the the journey for you to get there, and you're like, "Yo, we actually we went number one." Um, how, what you know, was that feeling? That, you know what? Because then I start really thinking that okay, first of all, because we broke a, a airplay record, we got played like 1,500 a week around the country in each radio station or something. We got 1,500 plays a week, so we broke a, a, a airplay record. Right. And every station I would turn on, it would be on, and I'm like from California, so it was just wild. Because as a producer, I'm listening to it different, and I'm like. Wow, that sounds good. Like I got, <laughs> like, I got an ass with this right, one. Like, right, I knew right. it. I was like, can't nobody tell me my song ain't different. Right, it doesn't right. have its own lane. Yeah. And, and I was proud of it. I knew it. Um, right. And then I seen uh, seen us on MTV, and that's when I was like, ooh, crossover. It's, right. It's yes. ready to be big. So mm-hmm. it was a great feeling, man. I always said I wanted to do something. I always said when I was a teenager, I want to do something to sell a million copies or something. So I thought about like I've. What, what you what you thought what you wanted to do younger you're like I'm am doing it now well, yeah and then you came to fruition and see people need to realize that success is not it's if you make up your mind to do something and you do it and you finish it that is what success is I made up my mind I finished it and I did it right right and so I'm considered successful behind that a lot of times people put too much like you got to keep on going yeah everybody can't just keep on going but if you done something and you said this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna go through the channels and do it and I did it, and I did it well, and you did it. That's a success. success. No, no, no question. Right. That's what I felt with that one. Did you um, enjoy being in front of the camera as much as you did being? No, like you didn't no, like and the I'm, video I'm a, part. I'm an easy talker. Right now, I can talk. I can, I can talk in front of people, but then. Nah, shy, was, you were I was shy. shy. I hated going in um, when we did shows. I would get scared. I get nervous. <laughs> really? Oh, I hated it because I was a producer. I just wanted to be like Quincy. Yeah. Stay in the studio. That's all I wanted to do. So. <laughs> That's like crazy. That. Yeah, I didn't like that. I was so I this, I so now. this song opened up the door for you now to see the rest of the world. I'm sure you start traveling in other places. Yeah, we start going because um, when we found out it hit in London um, and you know Paris and you know all these different places, it was like we didn't even know. I had no idea. Remember, this is all new to me. I'm right, just right. a new from South LA. Central. That 23. I had no idea that the fame and how much I would hear it and how much money I was going to get. You know, like the first check was like, wow, this is this is what airplay. This is just airplay. Or what? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you get another check for sales, too. Really? Man. And so, yeah, it was amazing. And and who I am today in terms of I'm so um, I've traveled so much man I have a little bit of everything of every place I've been right and it's kind of in me so that's why I'm a little bit different right <laughs> because you've experienced so much yeah. and you've taken a little Culture. bit from your yeah. experiences that, ha- yeah. that that happens yeah so I might pop up with a friend or somebody and I might do something like where'd you, where'd you get that from right how you know about that oh I was in the Himalayas with some uh, <laughs> You know, just some just, exotic stuff. Yeah, yeah you know. Got you all exotic and yeah, stuff, bro. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so after the success of that, and then the next, the 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 next single's Honey Dip. Yeah. So then Honey Dip comes out. Now, do you start getting requests as a producer at this point outside yeah, of poetry? Yeah. Now, yeah. does that cause any issues with yeah. the other guys in the group? Um. I think it did, but at the time, nobody said anything. Because I honestly, you know, um, I would tease the guys, um, especially Philip, because that was that's like you know that's my dude. He 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 carried the tone, the real smooth tone of the group. Um, and Philip was like partying a lot. He was going out to clubs. So I would say, man, come right with me. And um, sometimes he 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 wouldn't. 
And then I realized afterwards, me and him had such a sound that we couldn't do a sound together on somebody, somebody else, else because it would sound like. Right. And so, you know, to this day, that's my dude. Um, we talked about it. Um, had me and him developed another writing style outside for other people in the group, then me and Phil probably would have done, done, done a lot of stuff together. Right. Um, yeah, so people start calling, and uh, it's hard to duplicate Here We Go Again because that wasn't like, that was a different, that was a whole different type of thing, so. What was the first song that you produced for another artist outside of Portrait? I think it was, um, let me see. Uh, Shawnee Wilson, It's For You. I think that was the first one after that on that Meteor Man soundtrack. And then we did back in the day, me and Maurice, Maurice Thompson, producer, Ahmad back in the day. See, now, I had no idea that you had anything to do with that song. And that song still to this day is a, I don't even want to say it's a West Coast classic, but well, I say that because of the, the well, subject matter and what he talks about. If you're from LA, you know exactly what Ahmad yeah. is talking about. Oh, yeah. And what happened was, Maurice, Maurice Thompson was a young producer. We wanted to bring in our camp. And so he was like, man, I know this dude Ahmad. And he's, uh, I got this track. What you think? Which person is that? <laughs> like that ain't, that ain't your version? No, yeah. it's supposed to be Teddy Pendergraft. And that's what it was. It was that version at first. And then he was like, we need to flip it. And so. So this was the original version. This was original, but. Got you. And so when I, when he told me, I was like, uh, he said, what do you think of Teddy Pendergraft? So it's like, okay, that was. That was a huge record. Absolutely. So looping that, and then I put some strings and some trumpets around it, kind of, and it did what it, it did. What it did. When, you, so, when you sampled that, what was the publishing like on Ted? How much publishing oh, he was had, taken? He yeah, took it all? Yeah, yeah, he took it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It was, it, was a, it, was a, it was one of those type of records you weren't trying to really make money on. It was, it was trying to get it. Get trying big, to get so. the feel of, of it. It, yeah. it, it. It was no other way. Like, so the way good. that it came out was perfect. Yep, so it, yep. it was worth the trade off because yep. that song, again, is a classic. Yeah, people, so anytime you hear that version. Yeah, a lot of people didn't know I had anything to do with it. I had no idea. None. I was just, there we go. And I remember hearing yes. it, and I was like, okay, maybe if I played strings and some trumpets and stuff and like that, maybe I can get some <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> nah. No. He said, no, nope. sir. Nope. Teddy said, you better uh, let it go. Nope. You better nope. let it go. <laughs> let it go. Nope. But big up to Maurice Thompson, number one producer on that. Uh, wow. All right. So, so now, I'm sure after this and, and, and the success of Portrait, you're a sought-after producer. What happens to Portrait on the second album? Like, after the success of the first album, what happens to the group? Um, so what happened was, um, it kind of, dude, we traveled so much that we became really mature. And so making records, we were about making a statement. We weren't having fun. Like, the first album was just kind of fun, and we didn't know what we were doing. So when we had traveled so much, we... we um, we had grew so much maturity of, of the places that we went. So now when we were doing music, we were taking it serious. So the second album was a little bit more serious um, and it wasn't as fun, and, but it hit in all the other countries. It didn't hit as big here. We did like maybe 300,000 copies, but it sold millions in other countries. Right. But I think um, when we did the remake, How Deep Is Your Love, uh -huh. that took us a lot of places. And, then, and that was... Uh, Candyman was in the studio next to us, and uh, he was like, "Mike, you guys should put a remake on your record." I was like, "I, don't, I can't think of anything besides Earth, Wind, and Fire." He was like, "No, no, 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 no." Remember the BGS? I was like, "Yeah, he's like, how deep is your love?" Which I didn't get it, but I ended up doing it. Doing it, uh -huh. yeah. and it took us around the world. So the second album had more success in all the other territories, and so when we go to London and all the other countries, they're playing that. They didn't even sometimes they play "Here We Go Again," but believe it or not, right. It's, it's the other song so um it capital went through a thing where they fired all the black people all the black division no r&b as they've done so many times wow. yeah so you guys got caught up in one of those changes we got caught up but i remember our manager um herb trawick who managed who managed brian mcknight at the time now dave pensada he's on the david pensada show he says if i was you guys i would go to europe as much as you can right now and build that base because this company is not going to be no longer uh capital he says i can anytime the president tells you i don't know what to do with the group what, what should i do and that's what he told us he right. says that's a bad sign so you guys go knock out europe and all that and so when you 
build that base, you can always go go back and yeah. do shows. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and that's what we did. So, and everybody was kind of laughing at it. a lot of the groups were laughing. You guys going to Germany? Ain't nobody hitting over there. Do you know people listening to this right now? Some of our greatest music hits come from other places, not just America. America is Absolutely. small in comparison to to how big oh, the yeah. world is. Absolutely. Yes. You know, so um, that was. So it was a. I, I think we might have got too mature. Maybe people think we're too mature, but I feel like the second record was some of my best work in terms of the way it was put together. Right. So after that, now you come back. You've done all this traveling. So now is your um, focus just about production? Out like out? Are you? Are yeah, you kind of just caught, like you know I what? Got I, in, I got caught in. I got caught. I got caught up. You know, and we were in New York and. Um, we did this record called It's For You for Shanice Wilson. That was one of her, I think there was, she had two big hits. Her I Love Your Smile was Smile. a big pop mm-hmm. hit. And then my hit, uh, it's, was you, if, it's For You, was uh, her urban hit. Uh-huh. Once that happened, it was like, wow. The group was kind of, we didn't know where we were going to be. We were in between Virgin and Capital. I was like, well, this is what I always, I, I, this is what I always wanted, wanted to do in the first place. Yeah. So I'll just do this. And then um, the more heat that, happens to me when we're finally able to do another record again. You think it's going to help? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, I just went for it, man. I I jumped. Man, Um, I mean, you did so many, so many songs as I look at at um, your discography and, you know, your just your longtime relationship with Quincy Jones. Yeah, And I just, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to be a producer that has something in the jazz world I do I have something in the R&B world I do I have something in the um, uh, rap world um, like I, I, I fit every I've gotten something in every genre, every genre. and a lot of producers haven't got that right. so yeah. um, I feel pretty good about that but that was my heart production that's why I signed with Quincy Jones right. when he presented the deal with us because we had a record deal and a production deal and a publishing deal at the same time. That was, Quincy was everything. Um, I was, I said this at the beginning of the show, and I guess we can go into the mix with this smooth Dean. So last week or week before last, I was at the uh, Bad Boy reunion concert here in LA. And that's a concert that we'll never see again. Portia Coleman was Epic. there. So amazing. And it was just the energy in the building, man, was, was just so off the hook. So one of, one of my standout performances of the evening was uh, Faith Evans. Uh, Besides the fact that Faith Evans looked friggin' immaculate. She, <laughs> she was killing me. When You Gets No Love came on the, in the damn building, dude. I'm telling you, everybody in the Staples Center Sephora. stood up. Uh, you're right. Excuse me. <laughs> in Inglewood. You're right. I, I, got, I got so excited. It's okay. I forgot. It's okay. We were in the, the forum. forum. Shout baby. out Mike, uh, Magic Johnson and yeah. uh, Michael Cooper. And <laughs> That's funny. When they played You Gets No Love by uh, Faith uh, Evans, the building erupted. Blew up. That's you? Yeah. Play that, yeah, play that mother effort right now, dude. Oh, and let you. me tell you, I was so excited. Not only was I a groupie for Faith, like I didn't know her. That's my homegirl. Right. And I was <laughs> like, Faith, I love you. I yelled, my homeboy did that track. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. Play that damn you that get some love by Faith. Ever. This joint goes AMK
situation gets so raw to the point we don't kiss no more things i miss you don't miss no more tonight i met you on the disco floor every night since miss you more making hits on tour now when i knock you don't answer the door the phone ring you don't answer no more cause you ain't trying to chance it no more about to find me a new diva something pretty for p diddy and it's two seater and you could never have a piece of my love so when you see me don't reach for no hug i don't speak in the club don't tell me how you deeply in love come on the day you tried to greet me with thugs and wanted to heat me with slugs Send the message on my people that's bug Try to chill, lay deep in the cut But you keeping it up Even my girl think of beating you up The way you keeping in touch She don't know if she's cheating or what Yeah, bad boy, baby Faith, take me to the bridge Let's go Come on Caffeine Morning Show. Hey. Yeah, man. Give him some claps, dude. Yeah. Round of applause for that. That damn Faith Avenue gets no love. My gosh. Still goes, man. And being able to see, you know, 15,000, 18,000 people in in, in the form in a sold-out venue rocking everybody on their feet. I felt like I was in the studio when you produced it. I was. <laughs> I felt like I had something to do with the record, man. Oh man, that was a so interesting hard. little. What happened? It was um, Battle Cat. We were managed by the same uh, manager. Shout out Battle Cat. So, so you mean I had you gets no love out, and Battle Cat had the East Siders out. So the camp was just really killing hot, it. and I just did Buster Rhymes on the Genesis record. So he had called me. He says Faith is in town. I had like thirty minutes. I didn't have no track, not had anything. Um, he said, she's going to be at your spot in 30 minutes, so have something ready. <laughs> so I had to do that what? really fast, and I only had a little bit, you know. Um, so you just put something together before you got to the studio so you had something just, to play? Just to drive, it was like boom, 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 boom. That's all I had, and it stopped. And she walked in when I played it. Wow. And, you know, me and her are both Gemini's, so we really didn't say too much <laughs> while we were recording the record, believe it or not. We didn't say shit. Really? And it wasn't nobody was mad at each other. We was just in these... In and your we own little way. Where is this going? And so um, she heard it and went in the booth and, wow, knocked it out. It was like that. That, that was the fastest record. I know I've done that. Wow. I, think, I think 15 minutes. What? I did that track. So she went into the booth with, and didn't have lyrics and kind of did she it just kinda, she, was she just kind of was going along doing it. And then she told me to sing like I'm singing on the on the on the hook too. I was like, I don't want to sing on it. You better sing the low parts. <laughs> Get in here and do it. Oh. You know, so I'm on a you kiss no, no love. Kiss no love, from right? Me. Yeah. Ah. From me. <laughs> you yeah. kiss no, no love. love. <laughs> yeah, it's all me. <laughs> Yep. Wow. wow, that's yeah. dope. Shout that's out. Incredible. It yep. is. Shout mm-hmm. out Faith Evans. Yeah. Um, so all that you've achieved in in, in music as a, a group member mm-hmm. and, and, and a platinum producer, songwriter, and just all this stuff. Where is it that you want to go musically now? I want to TV and film score. I want to do I can do what the big boys do. Right. I just haven't had a chance. I can do what the big boys do. I want to be a film scorer. Okay. Um, oh, of course I want to produce artists, but I want it to be special artists, you know, people who want to do something different, you know what I mean? So please hit me up if if you're a writer and you want to do something. We can do commercial stuff, of course, but I like to try something new. Right. And so uh, I want to work with different people, of course, and produce and that, but... Film and TV, like music for film and TV is like my ultimate. Your ultimate goal. So now, speaking about film and speaking about TV. Yeah. Over the last couple weeks, I've been seeing your ass on TV. What? And I've been seeing, I haven't had the opportunity to see the show, but I've been seeing little clips and then kind of just folks weighing in with their opinions 
um, oh and you're God. on the uh, Ayala <laughs> Van Zandt uh, uh, Fix My Life, right? Yeah. And first off, let me say, I'm not really, you tell me, like, if there's an issue with Ayala, okay. I'll call DMX because you know DMX got that ass. <laughs> well, let, let me let me tell you something. She's a she's a very cerebral woman, and I wasn't prepared. I'll say that all the way, but I can say that. Let me clear something up. So so tell because, us exactly because what I, what what I saw again. Okay, I really, saw like maybe ten. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's called Diary of um, the Myth of a Black Woman. Okay. And that black women are angry. So that's what Yala had those girls on the show for, to, to discuss those things. And she had some black guys on there. And uh, originally, when I went on, my story, because now in the tabloid, it looks like these black men hate black women. women that's right. not true. Right. And I people who know me know I've dated outside my race, but I've been traveling since I was 17 years old, like 20, You've 25 different countries. Different things. Yeah. Right. I want I want some flavor from a, around you know, the world. Yeah. So, but 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 that doesn't mean that I don't like black women. What right. I want to go on the show and and share because it was supposed to be about how black women don't date black women, black men. I mean, how black men don't date black women. I didn't want to go on there for that. They told me it was going to be just explain your story. All I want to do is explain when I left the country when I was young and I came back to the hood. A lot of my sisters made me feel weird. It was like you're different. Why you dress like that? Why you listen to that music? Mm. I was only there to explain that, how y'all make me feel, and let's mm. talk about it. Because at some point, um, I was afraid to talk to my sisters because I feel like she's beautiful, but she's going to think I'm weird and different, so I'm not going to say, say anything. Say anything to her. Right. That's, what I, that's what I was going to go on the show and explain. But when you see a tabloid, these black men don't like black women, and then you see me speaking, the edits made it look like, oh, man. Nah, that's yeah. not true. Right. Yeah, it's not true. So, um, and... Wow, I just because when my group came out, there wasn't no social media, like so I'm not used to seeing bad like stuff about me. It was like <laughs> I can't even look at that. Oh, right, right. But um, and then the other hand is, it's like I don't really have to explain anything to anybody. I'm you really, an adult. You, you really don't. And so I like who loves me. Yeah. Whoever loves me, who makes yeah. me feel good. That's the bottom line. That's true. Like you know, be, hands be, down. Because you're not even saying you're pro whatever, but. You like who you like doesn't mean that you dislike your race. And you're like, this is who I rock with. Yeah. That has to, I'm not against being black or against black females because I'm dating his, this Hispanic chick. This it has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. And the and the fact that because of this whole social media stuff, folks can just weigh in their opinion. Right. And that without even knowing you, maybe not even knowing the backstory. Nah, it's and it's so and, and and it's it's really it's unfair. It's kind of whack. It's, yeah. it's it's so unfair, and that's why I want to clear it up to my sister. I love you to death. Don't don't get me wrong. I love you to death. I have no problems. I used to have a issue, uh, probably like four or five years ago, where I I was hesitant to speak to a black woman, um, or not speak, but try to go out because I thought that they were going to automatically think that I was weird. It was just a psychological imprint I had since I was younger. Right. So, um, I was thinking that they didn't like me. Mm. And so I went on the show to try to explain this is what I was thinking, like this but I was wrong. That way. Right. But, but in the, and the other guys were on, okay, we're bashing, we're bashing, we're bashing. And so it just made it look like I was part of that. And, um, that's, that's not true. Uh, you know, I just, this is not true. So, but now this is the thing. The guys did a show. And that's coming soon. So the guys did the a guys separate from that show. show? From yes, that. me, right. uh, Mike from Boys to Men, mm-hmm. um, Kevin McCauley, um, my boy CJ he's from Chicago, and my boy Tyrone from Inglewood. So it's going to be guys' stories about how we really feel. A lot of women don't know that we feel these ways as guys, and each guy has a story that represents all different guys. So I'm kind of like, you know, I hated being skinny all the time. I hated this. Hated being skinny. I always thought my lips, my eyes, everything too big. I'm talking about stuff like that. Um, I can't give away. Right. You're going to be So, when, be so where is so, it going to so, be? Yeah, yeah when is on that on the, so on, that's on, on the network. Oh. Yes, 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 on the network. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we already taped that, so that should be coming really soon. I, I'll update you on it. But So now we're, I mean, I know you can't give away everything, but were you guys all, you all were living in a house together? So how did it oh, work? Wow. Every- yeah, it's a different format. It wasn't like the you know how you seen the DMX show. It wasn't like that. Hers is a different format. <laughs> yeah, oh, you can't tough. say DMX unless you growl. 
Yeah. Hey, DMX got what Ayala's asked for a minute. Like, if you yeah, saw that episode, I was scared for her. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. She's because she's 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 really up here with you. Um, she's um. Yeah, we lived in the house together, and we uh, so we didn't know each other, but it was to establish establish camaraderie between the two. But every day we would talk and do these activities and talk about some of the negative things that we want to throw out and and move on about. And so, so was it like a, a different moderator that would bring you guys together and you would talk about these, or was it her? It herself? was always her. It was always it was her. Our, we did all these things. It's gonna be a really good show. Like it's gonna be really. Uh, this last show, because the way it came off, it, it, I don't, I don't like the way I'm a little bit funny how it came off. And the, the edits were one thing, and the way it looked was one thing. But I don't really like how it came off. Um, so this next show is going to explain everything. Kind of explain why you're thinking. Yeah, why my, yeah, yeah. It's right. going to be because she gets deep into me, like some things that I was like, whoa. Do you regret some of the stuff that you said? When the show aired, uh, I didn't really say anything bad. Like you know, they got mad at me uh, when Lyra, Rick, Rick Ross's ex-wife, or she was on there and she was fanning because the, the lights were. And I said something like, uh, "Girl, you too young to have hot flashes." You're only <laughs> and Yana, Yana said that was disrespectful, and I was just trying to be funny. So that I didn't like. You know, I feel bad. Maybe I. Something yeah, but for somebody to take it that serious, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. see. I laugh and I'm a woman. Right. I, I, yeah, I, was I would say that's funny. <laughs> well, you know what? The backlash that I've gotten, you know, like one of the my buddy Bo, you know, he's the one who said women shut up, stay in their place or something. Now he yeah, got no. some backlashes. I got some bad backlashes, but I also got some, you know, women saying, "Oh, it was, I get you," you know. So it's been kind of even, right, mm-hmm. right. But um, if you had to do it again, would you? Knowing, I, what, knowing I, what you know yeah. now, I, I would do it, but I would. No, nope. I don't know. Some things like I don't know. No, don't you know. never know up front. Would you have done it again if you didn't know what was going to be coming? <laughs> oh, long pause. I kind of, I you know what? It kind of helped me a little bit though. It did help. Oh. Yeah, after the show, I, 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 w- I went into my mode. Like I mean, that's where I'm. Because when that one of the things she said was, "Who are you up without your music?" Ain't nobody never asked me that before. I, I couldn't even ask the question. I start crying. Wow. So it was like, because I always hid my identity behind the music, the insecurities that I had as a man, I always hid it behind the little genius of me or whatever you say. Right. I hid all those things. So when she hit it, it was like, okay, without music, who are you? And I was like, I lost it. Wow. I just wow. couldn't hold it in. So, you know, that's cool. You know, it, it, I'm pretty sure people are gonna trip, you know, and they see a grown man cry like that. But it was, it was, it went deeper. It went deeper. So you wait to wait to this episode. Well, when is it airing? Yeah, when? when, 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 when do you know? I, I just gotta find out the dates because like after after the girls' show, we seen there's another show going on right now. It might be the next. So we just have to check check your local listings yeah. on yeah, yeah, OWN, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, Oprah, yeah. Oprah Winfrey's network. Wow, yes. Um, and it's called is so it's yours. It's not called Fix My Life. It's the show. The show is Fix My Life, but then it's like just different. Yeah, it's a different like you know House of Healing. Okay, um, got you. It's it's weird because what I've been hearing is like some people, some of the A list celebrities, they want to go on there, but the title throws them off because it's not. People are not messed up because you go on there. Right. Fix my life. Right. right, and that's how, and that's what you think that's about when yeah. you hear that. Yeah. That's why she tried to change the format. With you know, not like DMX. It was us living in the house. It's a different format when you see her show. So she's trying to. <laughs> <laughs> Got to say it right. I mean, there's no got, other way. Yeah. AM caffeine wow. morning show. So can't wait to see this. Make sure you check your local listings and. Uh, uh, I got to say this. Thank you for having life. me on here too. By the oh, way, oh man, you, come on, man. Go Porsche, you look thank you. absolutely gorgeous. Oh, thank you, my dude, Doc. Let me tell y'all, but Doc is so uh-huh. stylish, man. <laughs> Always, right? <laughs> He's the stylish. You know, my and my producer, engineer Smooth buddy dick. here. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've been I go ba- way back with this dude. We go way back, like fifteen, twenty? Yeah, we, we Doc, go way back. Wow. He, he's yeah. one of them dudes way that back. like he'll you'll go over his house and he'll have like thirty. Shoes in the boxes that he, he hasn't, that he hasn't even, even worn. worn. <laughs> He's one on top of dudes. I, hey, I'm capping. <laughs> I believe it, but I ain't never been invited to his house. Oh, don't so worry I wouldn't about even that. Know. Yeah, don't worry. It's in the oh, mail. Yeah, yeah invite in the mail. <laughs> and caffeine morning show. <laughs> Michael Angelo 
Thanks so much for coming. So, Mike, how can Thank folks you. find you? Especially if, we're, if if you're songwriters, producers, you want to do something a little different. Me how can they find yes. you? On the email, boop, I'm going to give you my, So, the Instagram is Michael Angelo with I. So, M I C H A E L A N G I L O. That's the music page. And then the the poetry page I have is Michael Angelo Words. So, it's all spelled together. There's no I. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-A-N-G-L-L. Michelangelo Words, W-O-R-D-S. That's my Instagram. There it is. AM Caffeine Morning Show. Writers. I want writers. Complete songs. People can really do songs. Please. Hey. And you know, for some reason, Mike, it seems like... I mean, I know they're out there, but it seems like it's hard to find. Like, yeah. prolific songwriters are, it seems like... They're hard to find, but that's why when you find them, you got so, to be able Because the thing about the song, as long as it's, it's all about the songs, you think about all songs never really change. The only thing that changes is music productions over the years, but all songs are really the... So it's, it's about the songs. It'll always be about the songs. Songs win Grammys, beats don't. Right. The only, only instrumentals Oof. that I know that won Grammys were Herbie Hancock, Rocket, Rocket yeah. and Hiroshima. Um, Hiroshima. That's it. But every, songs win Grammys, so... There it is. AM Caffeine Morning Show. Michael Angelo Rock with the AM Caffeine Morning Show crew today on this Way Back Wednesday show. Thank you. Smooth D. Q Nice. Portia Coleman. Yes, sir. Your boy DLC. Oh, snap. Hold up one second before we leave the building. <laughs> this is a song that yes. uh, me and Smooth D put together. This is featuring yes. Fat Lip. It's featuring Razzcast. Yes. Shout out to my boy Dim Joints and Michael Angelo was on the hook. This is a banger right Yo, here. Turn it up. Caffeine Morning Show. Enjoy your day. Before we leave, in the man. You do not know me very well, but this my year, the 44-year-old comeback kid with a beat that's hitting. Man, we getting lifted. We doing it all tonight. We on the rooftop, you can see all the lights. I ain't a thug, but I'm breaking some laws tonight. I'm on X, so the X is getting a booty call tonight. Yes. Top floor at the La Mirage. I bang it out like a rock guitar. I'm a rock star. I used to bang hip-hop in my pop's car. Did my thing on the side till I got far. Now I'm all up in that grill like I'm far wall. Cause when he comes to these bras, I'm an all-star. On the Autobahn, so I haters wanna play chicken. Scratch up my rims, get my Maserati tinting. Got my suspension, still I ride through with Vincent. And feeling good, baby roughing, stuffing your bitch, cause your girl fucking or just stuffing three, just call it her Yes, sir, it's nothing like zero. Panero like the Nero, super athletic, I'm a gym class hero. Nikes, K's, belts, Hermes, trying to get over the hump like Thursdays. And that's why I spit sick, son of a blue nose bitch. And Mike Vick, fat lip, we tied as a vice grip. Ray Rice on the mic, and he might hit.